Welcome back to the Marvel Movie Minute, a daily podcast in which we explore the films of the Marvel Cinematic Universe one minute at a time. In this, our fifth season, we are looking at Joe Johnston's 2011 film Captain America, The First Avenger. I'm Andy Nelson from the Next Real Film Podcast. And I'm Pete Wright, otherwise known as 4F Doctor. <laughs> Just kidding. Today we are talking about Minute 117, which begins with the Marvel Studios production and ends with our one Hydra guard and pilot, Ben Utley. Back on the show, it's everyone's favorite Tommy, Tommy Metz III. Hello, Tommy. <laughs> you guys, I missed you so much since yesterday, and when he got that failing report, that stamp, I pronounced it in my head, fourth. Because <laughs> 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 it was 4F, and I was like, fourth? That can't be right. <laughs> There's somebody who likes to text with, uh, you know, see you later. Yeah, I'm a real, I'm a real prince head. Yeah. Um, yeah. Can I, can I ask a question, uh, a framing question, Andy? Do you mind? I don't mean to, to take your frame, mic, frame but away. I have a framing question for Tom. Did you, in your youth, ever consider joining the military? <laughs> No, I take that. I take that as a no. No, because especially because my grandfather, the late Jeepa, um, had been such a decorated pilot in the Air Force, and he like never wanted to talk about it. He was one of those mm -hmm. ones that clearly saw a lot of service. He only talked about it the year that he. I ended up making a little film about it, uh, but he he fought in uh, World War II, Vietnam, Korea. He was a bomber and stuff, and he every once in a while he would share trauma and so it just seemed you know he wasn't one of those ones that was like get out there and do it for you he was like it was terrible he loved it but it was terrible yeah yeah did you pete now that you bring that up yeah i did i did actually because my my dad was uh was in the navy and um and so it was and it was in our our family his his dad before him um and i when when dad died i learned actually a lot more than i ever knew uh, oh, wow. my, because it was like tom they never talked about it and so he dad in his kind of last year was really open about it and i i have his ceremonial saber and he actually brought um a uh rifle back from uh iwo jima uh that my granddad wow. had a special citation to be able to take a weapon off the island an enemy combatant's weapon off the island and uh so we've still got it kind of it's floating around the the family collection and it's and so i'm i really saw it as a a thing of of great honor and i um uh, it was important to me and i ended up not doing it because uh, i'm a, a podcaster at heart yeah i was traumatized by kickball <laughs> i don't think i would have made it through basic training <laughs> but my dad actually my dad didn't fight in vietnam because he got a teaching deferment Mm -hmm. He was a college instructor. And so he also so I think it was sort of that strain uh, of of it through the family sort of stopped with him. Yeah. 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 Interesting. Interesting. That was kind of my family, too. Well, because my my dad and his two brothers all served. But it was that Saving Private Ryan thing where only one of them went to Vietnam and or sorry, Korea. And the other two weren't allowed to go. Because they weren't sending yeah. whole families off Got to it. die, yeah. And so my dad served the whole time in uh, in Europe and like Germany, just on different bases and stuff. And my uncle never left the states; he was in Georgia the whole time. And uh, but my uncle, who went and served, 
it was it was the same sort of thing as your uh, grandpa Tommy. Yeah. Where it was just he never really seemed to want to talk about it. It always seemed really dark. Like you know, there were things that he just didn't want to discuss. Mm-hmm. And I mean, he was working as a as a doctor, like a, like Ooh. you know stuff yeah. uh, like helping people but it involved yeah. a lot of like gruesome you see a you lot know, yeah. cutting of limbs and things like that sort of stuff and so yeah did you ever like did he ever keep a journal that was just full of pages that only said dear brother how's georgia and then it scrawls off the <laughs> side <laughs> oh man i would also like to point out that i don't think i would have been allowed into the armed forces because in the beginning when he's still skinny magoo the doctor looks at his list of ailments like <laughs> and did you i'm sure you guys talked about did you notice that one of them was nervous trouble of any sort yes. <laughs> asthma diabetes he's got like foot problems and then nervous trouble of any sort that doesn't make sense but that is me <laughs> with a bullet <laughs> uh, well yeah so you would have been uh, uh collecting scrap metal with Timmy. <laughs> 100%. go for it timmy, nice timmy. and middle-aged tom <laughs> <I'd be> like, <laughs> timmy and tommy yep. there they are <laughs> oh uh, wow 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 all right well let's uh let's jump back into our our credit art that we have here. Um, we have a couple more images of propaganda art that we see here. The first one, unfortunately, I could not find anywhere. It is an airplane and it has keep them flying written on the side. And I don't know if that was actually from art or if that's just to show that, you know, in the wars, people were regularly painting on the sides of their planes, these little slogans or images of women or whatever the case may be. And and it just the keep them flying thing is very much something that you saw on a number of the posters, as we've already uh, talked about in some of these. And then, of course, uh, we go to how about a nice hot cup of freedom? <laughs> and we see the soldier holding his uh, his canteen cup, a film by Joe Johnston. That's the slide that the director picked to use. And it's a delight. It is a pure delight. This is an actual poster that... I don't think actually said, how about a nice hot cup of freedom? It said, do with less so they'll have enough. Oh. Rationing gives you your fair share. And oh. that's, uh, yeah, that's what the poster actually said. Uh, it was designed, obviously, to conserve foods, to make sure that we could keep feeding the soldiers. And um, uh, Thomas J. Murray was actually the man who um, they painted for this and he actually was the portrayal for gi joe and served <laughs> as the face for war, war rationing on many posters from 43 to 45 wow that's interesting yeah now what i do think is interesting is if you find if you search for this image you will actually find it saying how about a nice hop cup of freedom or various iterations thereof and i don't know if that's because of the movie or after the war people started you know altering the slogan of it but it does seem very funny that you can actually buy it uh with <laughs> with the guy holding his cup uh drinking a cup of freedom it really Hot does seem like a modern sensibility sort of slightly making fun of propaganda yeah it totally does they weren't doing anything sort of subtle like like a cup of freedom they were just sort of saying like remember <laughs> boots like they were, they were right down the middle. 
<laughs> right. Or this war is not won by a damn sight. Exactly. As we talked about yesterday. By the way, shut your mouths. Okay. <laughs> He's already dead. <laughs> Uh, all right. Well, we hit the end of this uh, fantastic art sequence, which would have been kind of an opening credits with the title, Captain America, the First Avenger. And this was before the MCU started adding mid credit sequences. They actually start that with the next film, uh, The Avengers, that we'll talk about next season. Mm. But up to this point, there have not been any mid credit sequences. And so we go from this straight into the regular credits and we get to jump into the tune by alan menken one more time star spangled man uh tommy are you a musical fan would you Very much say so. you enjoy musicals yes sure. i haven't okay. seen i'm not a classicist so i haven't seen like a ton of them um like maybe f- famous ones because i'm in that show that mandy directs called miscast and so i've learned a lot of musicals from that but then there's always like i'm going to be singing a song from the pajama game <laughs> like you're clearly making that up <laughs> that's not a musical yeah but i do love musicals okay do you have a favorite probably boop it matilda used to, it used to be oh my god <laughs> it used to be greece it's probably chicago oh so good good choice chicago okay okay yeah very nice but my very favorite nice. musical of all time is also my favorite show of all time which is called next to normal which might not be on your list uh starring alice ripley it's a it's a modern one it won the pulitzer prize i believe i maybe made that up and it's about like mental illness and medication and that kind of stuff and it's incredibly gripping wow okay sounds uh sounds intense mm-hmm. sounds intense um it looks like it won a number of awards as i look at it the original broadway production did win the pulitzer along with yeah. a whole slew of tonys well it actually won three but it was nominated for a whole slew of tonys okay i had Got not it. heard of that one and then the latest big one that i've seen is Hades Town. i saw at the amundsen in los angeles and i love really it. great show so yeah great. Did you see that? What was the the one about nine eleven? Uh, come from away. Welcome to come from away. Yeah, yeah. yeah. On an uh, I, short of yeah, welcome to what's the name of the gander? Welcome gander. to gander. It's one of my favorite favorite shows. Yeah. <laughs> that that show is the fastest I think I've seen an entire audience shoot to their feet to give it a standing yes. ovation because it's yeah. really it, there's no intermission. They're on stage the entire time. With the band and that last song, I think I started that last song is like, it's almost ending, almost ending, almost ending. Not yeah. too good. I'm going to keep going and listen, listen. And you're just like, ah. And then everyone just shot to their feet and just like vomited blood. It was so exciting. <laughs> <laughs> wow yeah, it's a great show. it is it is a real roller coaster you could it, it is available uh you, it's, it's apple, streaming right? now you can go watch it yeah i think apple tv plus yeah they so. filmed the show um can i can i ste- take one step backwards because i think you glossed over the the uh logo Far be it for me the captain yes. america oh. logo oh sure 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 Captain America, uh, the, the first Avenger, yes. The Captain America, uh, is, the typeface is called American Captain, and it was designed by the Fontry. And I really like that particular typeface because it looks super classic here when it's kind of, um, you know, dyed into the can, like the the parchment on this. But it's the same typeface they use every time they talk about Captain America in subsequent films. And it looks great in metal, like you they put it in metal on the Winter Soldier and they kind oh, yeah. of give it the 3D embossed effect. And, and so it is a super classy typeface for the hero that works across 
eras. And I think that is something to note. Like it's typefaces are hard. And I think they they managed to capture the identity of this character with all of the the right sort of line endings and stroke endings um, that that are both classic and modern and, and super like utility. Um, so I'm I like it and I want to say things about typefaces sometimes. <laughs> cool. Well, I do like, and I am glad you did point it out because, um, it, it's interesting how it does have that classic look. But when you look at the way, like the, the letters end, like the C and the T in particular yeah. and the E, like the, they, they're sliced. I don't know how you describe it in the world of fonts, but it's like the, the, the cut on the end of the letter goes mm-hmm. the opposite way of what you would normally expect. Mm. And I yeah. guess that's what that's what kind of for me when I look at it, that's a little, like a little hint that kind of throws it into the modern era um, and gives it a sense of, you know, or that that sense of timelessness that allows him to kind of continue. Right. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah. All right. You may nice move on up. with your nice sundries. <laughs> well, and I, d- I do like that it is kind of like an American flag that he's also. Yes. His name is plastered right into <laughs> Which I'm sure Rob would have things to say about things you're not supposed to do. With Soiling, sullying the flag. <laughs> I don't care if it's Chris Evans. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So then we jump into the credits. Uh, and again, I said Star Spangled Man is playing. I didn't. I should have clarified. It's not just Alan Menken. I always like to call it Alan Menken. Da- David Zippel gets all, uh, all the lyrics credit for the wonderful lyrics throughout the song. Um, it is fantastic. Uh, we're jumping into kind of, you know, the typical way is we're jumping in with second unit director, the unit production managers, the first assistant director, um, all that sort of stuff. Um, I We're not going to go through every single name. I know you both are sad about that, but <laughs> we're not. <laughs> the first thing, the first thing I wanted to ask you both, and I should have asked this of Tommy yesterday since we had Tommy Lee Jones. Yes. How many Tommies would the two of you guess that there are in this film? I know there's at least two Jonathans. Um. <laughs> <laughs> because that was Chris Evans' and Kevin, and Kevin Feige's assistant. Um, right. Tommies, not Thomas or Tom. Uh, just Tommy. In the whole credit? In, All in of the, the entire film. In the whole film. Three. Five, seven, seven, eight. Well, Tom, <laughs> Tommy, you should have left it at three because there were three. Wow. Tommies. Three Tommies? That's three unheard Tommies. of. That's adorable. I know. It's, I it's could crazy. spit right now and hit a Tommy. <laughs> <laughs> and do <laughs> do me a favor, Fink. Spit it hard. <laughs> <laughs> that's a deep cut. Okay, that's fun. <laughs> That is fun. Now, Andy's uh, in this in this minute, we do get visual development illustrator Andy Park. And so this is what my plan was. And I just forgot yesterday is uh, Tommy Lee Jones appeared. So we're going to do Tommy's today. Andy Park appears, the visual development illustrator. So we're going to do Andy's. The two of you. How many Andy's do you think there are? This is just Andy's, not Andrew's, not Andre. Four. Um, I should have let you guys first. I'm sorry. Fifteen. Whoa. Five. There are. There are 23. What? <laughs> Too many Andes. <laughs> so many. many How do they even talk to each other? There must be so many nicknames. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, we're going to talk about that as we go. Dumb, Andy. Because I've also started doing some uh, some notes as far as things to call out, as far as different names, nicknames, uh, things that we have done before, juniors, seniors, or thirds. 
anyone who has uh, goes by like three names or has an initial in their name, hyphen its abbreviations, things like that. So as we go through each minute, I'm going to call a few things out. Are, are, do we get to do Pete's? Do we ever get to do me or is that another day? Not today. Not today. There's not a single Pete in today's credits. All right. All I'm right. sorry. To I say. noticed. I think I noticed at one point there was a gaffer with the nickname Giffer. <laughs> well, <laughs> we're going to get to him when we get to our I'm nicknames. Sorry. He's not in today's I minute. I didn't mean no, to jump ahead. Okay. If I had to jump ahead. Um, in this minute, we do have a few people who go by three names. First up, visual effects producer Mark G. Soper. Mm-hmm. So uh, I'm just shouting these people out because they are special. <laughs> and some of them <laughs> might be doing it because of like unions and stuff, right? When you have to. Some of them maybe like there might have been a Mark Soper somewhere else. And so he was forced to use his middle initial. Who knows? Got it. OK. Uh, next up, Colonel Chester Phillips, Tommy Lee Jones. Mm-hmm. Next up, Nick Fury, Samuel L. Jackson. Does anyone know what the L stands for? I've never thought to ask that until just now. Louise. No. Really? That's correct. It's it's not, Louise. Oh. <laughs> of course not. Of course not. I'm looking it up right now. Let me see. Sam? I have to know. Wait, now I want to make a guess. Okay. Leonard. Hold on. Let me, um, let me find him. Uh, it is neither of those. LOL. <laughs> Samuel LOL Jackson. Samuel Lol yeah. Jackson, yes. It is Leroy. Oh, okay. Oh, That's yep. fun. No, I can see it. Leroy. I can see yep. it. Um, all right. Uh, next up, Brant's aide is played by Martin T. Sherman. And last but not least of these is Sergeant Duffy, Damon J. Driver. Oh, all right. We also have a few people who are hyphenates or have their names abbreviated. The first up, James Montgomery Faldsworth is played by J.J. Field. Then we have Connie. She's played by Jenna Louise Coleman. And last up, one of our army hecklers is played by Luke Allen Gale. Oh, I've been waiting to find out who that was. You think he was That's the one right. that That's showed right. his rear end and then the movie like cut away? Like we've seen so many people get shot in the head, but it's like a derriere. It got so skittish in the editing. It was weird. We can't show that yet in the MCU. We gotta wait till much later. <laughs> a rump? Not a high feel. That feels very 40s though. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Um, I did have one person I wanted to call out, Stratton Leopold. <gasps> who is one of the uh, unit production managers. We worked with him when I worked with John Woo's company. We worked with him a bunch. I was going to ask you if you did. Mm -hmm. No, it's fine. I was going to ask you because um, his bio is fantastic. Um, He wrote it himself. So it's it's full of all sorts of wonderful stuff about his credits, all the different movies he worked on, including, as he says, John Woo. He worked on Paycheck in 2003 and Tears of the Sun 2003 when Woo was attached to the project for a while which you don't see it written like that too often. So I was like, oh, that must have been him. Uh, Now, this is interesting. It says, when he's not making movies, Stratton can be found in his hometown of Savannah, Georgia, most often behind the counter at Leopold's Ice Cream, the popular parlor his Greek immigrant father, Peter, and two uncles, George and Basil, founded in 1919. Stratton has incorporated many of the original fixtures from his father's store into the current location on Broughton Street in downtown historic Savannah. Customers can enjoy the 1930s soda fountain, original back bar, and props from his many films. There is even an antique Panavision motion picture camera used to photograph many well-known films. Huh. Wow. Isn't that interesting? Stratton, look I at you. That. When when he's not working as a as a uh, unit production manager or producer on films, you can find him at the ice cream shop in Savannah, Georgia. At the old soda jerk. Can I tell you something slightly interesting about the movie Paycheck? Of course. Which I which I did work on. Please. That was when that was exactly when Ben Affleck imploded for the first time. 
And so when we got him, when all the stuff about cheating and drunk, like he he just was a real big problem at that point. That's when he was like getting caught gambling a lot. Either way, when we got him on the movie, it was a coup. By the time the movie came out, we didn't show his picture on the poster. <laughs> it's of him right, running. He's kind of like, he's faced, right, he's faced yeah. away because he was now a liability. By the time the movie came out, he was considered a liability. That's how wow. that's how much that happened just during that production. That production was cursed. Fascinating. And he still owes me a pack of cigarettes. <laughs> and that's true. <laughs> they did reshoots in uh, Santa Monica at a nursery in Santa Monica, and he kept coming over to borrow them from me. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Ben uh, Affleck. Yep. Ben Affleck with the cigarettes. Can, Fascinating. Can I share one quick lyric from Star Spangled Man? Please. Yeah, <laughs> of course. Who will give the access to the sack and is smart as a fox? <laughs> who's a, who's <laughs> making Adolf afraid to step out of his box? That's fantastic. <laughs> it's fantastic. Yeah, that's great. Yeah. Okay, sorry, sorry. I didn't mean to derail. Yeah. No, we we love the we lyrics, love lyrics to the okay. song. Yeah. It is so much fun. Uh, I think my favorite is "Who'll hang a noose on the goose stepping goons from Berlin." <laughs> that's outstanding. <laughs> <laughs> so much fun. So much fun. Um. All right. Now, uh, that was it I had for names, but I do want to ask you all, because we were talking about the credits order mm. yesterday, yep, yes. and I'm curious, because now we go back to credits order, and I want to see how this plays for the two of you, because yesterday, what we had decided, as you may recall, is that it was going to be Chris Evans first, because that makes sense, and then Hugo Weaving, right. Haley Atwell, Tommy Lee Jones, Sebastian Stan, Dominic Cooper, Toby Jones, no, sorry, Toby Jones, Dominic Cooper, then we would do our Howling Commandos, drop Richard Armitage, add leave Stanley Tucci, and then maybe add Lex Trapnel and Leander Dean. Yeah. yeah. Now, okay, so now in today's minute, we get the actual cast list. This is bonkers. <laughs> so it starts with Chris Evans. Good. Then Haley Atwell. Oh. Who we I'm had pit, picked as that. number three. Yeah. Oh, okay, okay. I'm well, kind of fine interest. with that. I like her a lot. Okay. Haley the Hauler, they call her. Rosie the River <laughs> and Haley the Hauler. Do they? Yeah. <laughs> then Sebastian Stan. Uh huh. Weird. Then, That's weird. Yeah. Then Tommy Lee Jones, and then Hugo Weaving. I don't understand. Yeah. That's not. That's bonkers. Like our villain is way down the list, and it's not like you know in order of appearance or anything like that. It's just like why is Hugo Weaving so far down the list? Then we do Dominic Cooper, Richard Armitage, and then Stanley Tucci. Richard Armitage, you'll remember, I even voted to dump from the credits. That's right. <laughs> right. That's right. When he's on screen, you close your eyes when you watch this movie. <laughs> <laughs> then we have Samuel L. Jackson popping in as Nick Fury, and then Toby Jones, and then our Howling Commandos. Let's just let's just reflect briefly, having done this minute by minute, how many minutes was Samuel L. Jackson in the movie? <laughs> right. I like he I, I Stanley Tucci gets an and credit. So I guess yeah. it makes sense that he's this far down. And Samuel L. Jackson, I could see also being an and like with Stanley Tucci and Samuel right. L. Jackson, you know, like one of those sorts of things. Uh, but then to have them both above Toby Jones, above Toby Jones, that just strikes uh. me funny that Toby Jones is so low. I mean, I yeah. guess it's, you know, he he may not be as familiar a face uh, over here in the States or something, but still, it just makes me. Uh, crazy that he's credited so far down there. Yeah, me too. 
Don't even get me started on Natalie Dormer. What is she doing down at the bottom of the frame? <laughs> Deserve so well, we more. do get a point. After Natalie Dormer in the credits, then we get into the bit players. And those people, really, it's like order of appearance right. in yeah. the film. Um, and they kind of go through toward, uh, toward the end. And, and um, yeah, so, uh, I mean, that's kind of where we go. So the credits takes us into... Uh, we get, as I said, to our Hydra guard slash Hydra pilot, the one person who's credited for all of Hydra. Uh, that is <laughs> that is our one person that we get, um, <laughs> which just cracks me up that it's the only one. But anyway, well, I do feel I need we need to call out uh, that the part of loud jerk was played by Kieran O'Connor. That is in <laughs> this minute. We do find out in this minute. We do. Who yes, was the do. loud yes, jerk? Thank goodness. Thank mm-hmm. goodness. <laughs> Um, well, that's it I had for today. Oh, you know what? I take it back. We did, This is an important minute just because it does talk about the visual development of it. And I do think that the visual development team behind this uh, this particular film and largely between, behind a lot of the Marvel properties, it's very critical to the way that the MCU looks. And Ryan mm-hmm. Minerding as the visual development supervisor and the Captain, Amel- uh, Captain America suit developer definitely get, should get called out along with Charlie Wen who's a visual development supervisor, Andy Park, visual development illustrator, and Jacob Johnston, visual development coordinator. That team, um, you know, they, they a lot of the work that they did, it's in the Art of Captain America book that I referenced quite a bit throughout this season. And again, just really the credit to kind of creating this look for uh, the film and the hero. And I just, I, I think it's important to shout them out. For sure. With the art, stuff and maybe this isn't a good question but when it came up when it's in one of the many oh i think it's during the uso montage when he's doing all of that Mm -hmm. you have a bunch of kids by like a stoop and they're all reading a captain american comic when you did that minute was there any did the person you have on or either of you know that was a real comic or that was a famous that was it was yeah okay and was it a famous one it was the first issue it's the very first issue of captain america i love it that was actually released before uh, America jumped into the war. Oh, wow. I love that. Okay, good. Yeah. Cap yeah, was already punching cool. Hitler. Because <laughs> he's smart <laughs> like a fox. I get it. Smart like a fox. Yes. That's right. Uh, since uh, And then since we're in our credits uh, with a cast, I did want to go through a few names uh, to see what you think as far as how many of these people appear in the film. So we'll start with Chris. Not Christopher. Just how many Chris, uh, how many people named Chris appear in the credits? How many Chris, how many people were on the movie? Like 2,000? I think maybe 25% probably at Chris. I have, uh, including things like special thanks. I'm, I'm, uh, and, and I know there are a few people who are probably in here twice because they played do- double roles. Yeah. But 2,970, 2,970. Okay. I have. I'm going to say 250 of them were Chris. What? That's a lot of Chris. <laughs> I'm going to say three. No, I'm going to say, I'm going to say 17. Sounds nice. It's actually 76. (laughs) 76. Touche. Not 250, Pete. I don't know why I'm so excited, (laughs) but at least it wasn't three. (laughs) In the world of Price is Right, Tommy wins. (laughs) How about Haley? Haley. Specifically spelled H-A-Y-L-E-Y. Oh, Osmond style. That seems like um, a rare one. I'm going to say very rare. Air. Three, four. I'm going to say six. Is that okay? Okay, three. Uh, it is six. okay, but it is three. <gasps> <It's> <laughs> Peter, 
I know. Peter. From the rear. What can yes. you do? <laughs> now, what do you think of Sebastian? So rare. Yeah. One. I would actually, I'd be interested if it was, um, I'm going to go two. Interesting. It is seven. Sebastian. <gasps> A lot more than Shut I would have guessed. Mouth. I yeah. would have said one. I would have said one. And they're all Sebastian. Are they Seb, Sebby? They're all Sebastian. They're all wow. Sebastian. <laughs> okay. Now, what about Hugo? Well, there's only one Hugo. I'm going to go, I'm going to go one. I'm going to say three. It is one, Pete. <laughs> it is only one Hugo in the whole list of credits. Oh. I know. Crazy. I was hoping the kid from the Scorsese movie would just like wander by. <laughs> <laughs> Cinema. <laughs> Uh, let's see. Let's go. How about Dominic? I don't know what to think anymore. Uh, <laughs> that's so many. That's more Sebastian's than I've ever heard of in my life. Dominic's five. I like five. It is eight. All right, eight oh. Dominic's. Okay. This is All this right. is one that you might think there are a lot of Richard. Oh, so many. Yeah, I mean, if there are, uh, and it's just Richard. I'm not looking at Rick, if there are two hundred fifty Chris's. I'm going to go with. <laughs> Or 76. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to go with 76. 23. I'm going to go with 76 Richards. It is actually 39. Oh, I was surprised oh. that it was so low. Wow. How about Stanley? Stanley. <laughs> <laughs> They're probably all like in the 1940s scenes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, I don't think there are very uh, many. I don't think there are very many Stanleys. Four? I go three. I'm undercutting. Three? Them. Okay. All right. It is two. <laughs> oh, Thomas. Yeah. Okay. Ah. That's right. What about Samuel? Specifically, Samuel. Um, that seems aggressive to go with Samuel over Sam. Uh, yeah. It seems like you've got to be an L. Jackson to pull that off. I'm going to say <laughs> two Samuel L. Jackson and the guy who thought he was Samuel L. Jackson. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to say seven based on nothing. <laughs> it is four. Okay. Right, right between okay. Right the middle. All right. What about Toby? <laughs> Sick. Um, <laughs> this show. <laughs> this show makes me very happy. Four, four, four. I'm Six or four, Thomas. It is four. It is four. Peter. Oh, hey, I got another one right on the nose. Peter. I know. That's right. That's right. What a knack. Uh, what? Oh, what a knack. Still... What a knack. What about Thor? <laughs> <laughs> I think there are uh, two Thors. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, enough of that. Uh, it is. I just think it's always interesting to see uh, what the popular ones. Michael, there's actually 51. Uh, but again, I wasn't really looking for how many Mikes, how many Mikeys and stuff. So. 76 Chris's. Right. Uh, but there were a lot of Chris's. Wow. Definitely yeah. a lot of Chris's. As for Steve, only 41. Still no peace. There was not a single... There was not a single Schmidt. Not a single Schmidt. <laughs> not a single Schmidt. <laughs> not one. Uh, we're doing Pete's bottle. tomorrow. Well, we got still no Pete. Okay. So, uh, all right. Well, that's it for today. So, Tommy, uh, remind everyone again where they can track down your film. Yeah. If you want to see Mandy's in it, she co-wrote it with me. And it's called 30 Nights or 30 Nights of Sex to Save Your Marriage. You can find it on HBO Max. No, wait. I mispronounced the word to be. <laughs> T-U-B-I it's a real thing goodbye <laughs> check it out it's actually Tommy, very thank you so much it's actually a very popular for those that know about it like it has a ton of views Tubi has a lot of listeners but it's like 
Like millions of people use it worldwide and no one's heard of it. Wow. That's their catchphrase. Well, there's Tubi, Movie. <laughs> there's, right. there's so many of these. Yeah. There's Newbie with uh, well, Nundos. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> well, check it out, everybody. Uh, you'll have a lot of fun. And you'll get to uh, see a cameo by Tommy in there as well. So <laughs> creepy jogger. <laughs> um, that's it for today. We'll be back tomorrow. Pete, thanks as always. Is it Pete or Peter or Petey? Oh, goodbye, or Pedro. <laughs> or... <laughs> Until next time, true believers. Marvel Movie Minute is a production of True Story FM, engineering by Andy Nelson. This season's music is Spread the News by Anthony Vega, and this season's show art is by Winston Yabo. Find the show at truestory.fm, and if your podcast app allows ratings and reviews, consider doing that for this show.